Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable Show. This is episode 398. We've got a great panel, got some great stories. I think it's going to be a great discussion. We've got a special guest. We've got Agent Toby. Boom. Um, he'll be introducing himself. We record this live every Friday at 8.30 Pacific Standard Time. Um, you can watch it live on the WP Tonic Facebook page. Uh, I've actually pushed it the right way this week. Um, things have started well. So, um, Adrian, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Absolutely. Uh, so first off, thanks for having me. Uh, super glad to be here and be able to, to share some, some thoughts with you guys uh, and ladies. Uh, I am the CEO and founder of a plugin for WordPress called Groundhog. We specialize in marketing automation for people who use WordPress as their primary CMS. Uh, anything from email marketing, SMS marketing, automated sales pipelines, and all of that good stuff that you would expect from uh, primarily software as a service companies, we, we just take that and we put it into your WordPress dashboard for you. So you can keep all of your content, all of your data just in one place, which is your WordPress website. Make that your, your business hub, really. Um, so you can stop having to tab in, tab out, log in, log out, all that good stuff. Sounds great to me. Sally, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Certainly, I'm Sally Getch, the WP fangirl, and uh, also uh, the human attached to <coughs> ADD Kitty, the real star of the show, and the organizer of the East Bay WordPress meetup in uh, Oakland, California. That's great. And Chris, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I was just checking out Groundhog. It looks looks really cool. Uh, my name is Chris Badgett. I'm from Lifter LMS, which is a WordPress plugin for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses. I also have a podcast for course creators called LMS Cast. Okay, it's a great podcast. Go and listen to it. Uh, um, John, um, would you like to introduce yourself? John Locke. Uh, of Lockdown Design and SEO, uh, helping uh, manufacturers and industrial uh, companies with SEO. Simple. Right. Let's go straight into the story. Um, we'll start with Animator launches Hello theme on WordPress.org. What did you think of this one? Let's start with our guest, Adrian. What did you think of this? Well, it's certainly a win for Elementor. I, I use Elementor for my entire website. I think it's a great software. And if you don't use it, then I would definitely recommend you, you highly you check it out. Uh, I used to be a super huge Aveda fanboy. Um, I, in previous experience, I used Aveda for all of the um, my clients' websites when I worked in a digital marketing agency. Um, but we'll I recently you. switched. Pardon? We'll forgive you. <laughs> we'll forgive me. Yeah, uh, I recently switched. You're just a nice young man. Yeah. We're going to forgive you. I I switched uh, all my. Uh, well, my personal website now for Groundhog, I switched it all over to using Astra and Elementor. And the, the, the difference in speed and just ease of use is just astounding. Uh, so this is certainly a win for uh, the Elementor community. I tried to use Hello Theme. I'm not, I wasn't a huge fan. I, I like a little bit more structure and I'm uh, then, 
you have to build everything kind of yourself, even the headers, the footers, all that. I've, I like the widgets and the structure of kind of like generic WordPress and the and the your typical WordPress theme template. Uh, but for those of you know those out there who use Elementor to do literally everything, it's a huge win. Automatic updates, it's all good stuff. Yeah, the tavern. Then I one of the comments, you know, I had a bit of a go at Astra and their speed. So I thought that was a little bit unnecessary. But that's uh, there we go. What do you reckon, um, Chris? What did you reckon? I thought it was interesting. I also just want to highlight another media outlet in our world here. Uh, Matt Medeiros has another show called The Random Show with Brad, and they talked about this hello theme in quite detail. It was they had some theories, and it was interesting, but. I think, I mean, Beaver Builder has always had their own like starter theme. If you just want to do Beaver Builder, you can just use the plain Beaver Builder theme. Um, I think it is a bold move on Elementor's part to, um, you know, this is going to affect themes like Astra, like Generate Press, like Ocean WP, the themes that are known for working with page builders. I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing or a good thing or whatever. And and to their credit, all those themes are not really page builder specific. They work with any page builder. It's not like it's just Elementor or whatever. So uh, it's just interesting to see Elementor do that. And I believe they didn't change their pricing or anything. Or, or did they? Is it a... Uh, or is it not, just to a my, not to my knowledge. I use, I use both Elementor and Beaver Builder. I, I try and use both. Mm-hmm. Self up to... One, one trust not on the same site. Yeah. No, 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 same size. No, so, that's a question. What is, what, so, what, why would somebody choose like Astra over Hello Theme? And I know Astra has a lot of options, not just for page builders, which, you know, might be the deciding factor if you want to do something to WooCommerce or a learning management system or Lift to LMS. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, f- I find an interesting move. They yeah. didn't have to do it. They didn't have to do it, but they did it. So, yeah, what was uh, what was Matt's um, theories? Was it world world domination that they're seeking to dominate? Basically, he said next they're going to do e-commerce, and it's like <laughs> the sassification of WordPress, and they're trying to be the walled garden, one-stop shop. I mean, that was basically his his theory. Well, well it could be. I'd be surprised if it was. But we we time. Chris, Chris is frozen. Yeah, you. You're oh. fr- we could hear you, Chris, but you're frozen. Um, I have to go to my backup camera. <laughs> yeah, there Sorry we go. Sally, what did you think? Um, I think we're going to see more themes like this. I mean, I suspect that Elementor had a pretty good idea that it would be popular, given how many people use Astra, yeah. and how you know we're moving toward. Uh, this kind of, you know, theme as container for for the layouts that you build, whether that's with Gutenberg or with Elementor or with Beaver Builder or with, you know, whatever might come along. Um, But, uh, you know, it is true that while some people want to tinker with everything, um, and I have a client like that, and and it's like, oh, please, you know, please just go (laughs) with get a page builder and leave me alone Um, because you cannot afford to pay me to sit there and dictate everything I do. Um, Come forth and destroy your site. (laughs) But yes, but other people, they want to be able to change certain things. You know, they want to say, well, but I want the colors to be like this or the fonts to be like this, but they, they don't have the 
you know, they don't want to spend all of the time and effort and fuss and, and thought to say, oh, well, I want it to have, you know, a header like this and a, and, a, and a sidebar in this kind of page and not a sidebar in that kind of page and a footer that's whatever, that, that uh, there are people who can't visualize that stuff and who also just don't want to spend time on it. It, it doesn't matter that much as long as whatever they've got actually works. Yeah, okay. What do you reckon, John? Is animated yeah. for world domination. Well, I guess we'll wait and see. I mean, um, yeah, but definitely a, a lot of people um, are already using an Astra and Elementor stack. In fact, that's that's probably like how the majority of, of people who are starting to build websites in WordPress over the last three years, most of them are that I'm seeing are, are doing that. Um, so I think that this is a good idea. I I like the idea of a, a blank theme. And this one, especially just as it states, it works as a conduit for Elementor. And I think that the, that is, is really what, how a lot of people are building uh, websites in the WordPress ecosystem now. So I think it's a good move. Yeah, I'll, I'll be a little bit iffy about this myself because... Um, I love Alimator and I still keep on using it, but when you start, you've got to be a bit cagey. Can, can, well, I say that you probably have the same problem if you're using the Astra. You know, you know, you've got to, you kind of, obviously they want you to become more, more and more reliant on their ecosystem. Um, that, that is kind of true of anybody who creates any product whatsoever. Exactly. So I'm going to be silent and go on to the next story. I, I apologize, listeners and viewers. I was waffling there. Uh, um, Sally popped me right. So on to story two. Communication seems a good thing until you have too much of it. It's like a lot of things, isn't it, in life? You know, you, you want it and then it's just too much. What did you reckon about this one, Sally? Are you on Slack all the time, Sally? Uh, I'm on Slack now and again. I mean, you know, pretty much every day, but not necessarily all day. Uh, the same way I'm on Twitter or on, you know, well, the purpose of Instagram is cats. So, you know, that, that's just the occasional break. Um, uh, but, you know, this is basically the same conversation that we had about email, that we probably had about, you know, telephones when they first came into offices, except that... Oh, yeah, those bloody telephones I, when I, they first I, came into my office. Uh, well, oh, I, uh, well it's, I have to say the telephone is still one of the, next to my husband and my cat, the most disruptive uh, thing. Um <clears throat> But it, it's sort of like, well, yes, what a surprise. If you spend all of your time, uh, you know, looking at these things, uh, you are not going to concentrate on your work. Um, and, you know, this is not necessarily news. Uh, and, you know, of course, you know, technology is not going to magically make you more productive. Somebody, if you know, if, if you really want your your Slack workplace to be very focused on work, you've got to actually have somebody in there, kind of you know, coordinating the conversations and and keeping things on track. Um, it doesn't do away with the you know. It's like there there is no tool that does away with the need to have a project manager. Now I'm going to put this to Chris, but before it, Chris, what I read in the article was you know they were she was talking about you know company culture. Um, having boundaries, you know, you must get inundated you and your team 
you know, from Facebook, Twitter, from help, from your contact page. It's coming in all directions nowadays, isn't it? How, how do you deal with it? And you're probably using Slack, but how do you kind of balance that you actually are getting something done, not spending all your time on Slack? Yeah, it's a great question. Well, so I've been at this for a while, like online business for 10 years. And the secret for me personally is just very strong habits and rules. So I don't do really instant anything except for live meetings like this. I treat Slack like email. It's not instant for me. And I, a lot of times I don't have it open. Uh, even my friends and family complain about my, uh, if they text message me, sometimes it takes a day or two for me to get back or a Facebook message is not on my phone. So I had to develop, develop all these mechanisms and habits to do it on my own terms. I even have blocks on my calendar of like, this is when I go into social media and engage. Or, you know, I only process email once a day, if that. And I also have a team to help me with all the email and everything like that. I've- well, the way I deal with it, it's anti-social. Mornings, mornings are podcasting, going on podcasts, doing anything to get myself in front. Afternoons, are, I actually do work... And weekends I do work. So mornings during the week, it's all this kind of crap. And then afternoons, weekends, it's actually doing work. Kind yeah, of. I think having those clear boundaries, when you try to do everything, that's when things start falling apart and people start getting really stressed out. And, um, you know, it starts to impact them negatively. I'm not anti-technology or communication, but it's just one of those things you have to kind of learn how to drive it. Otherwise, it'll drive you. Yeah, I found I found in some company cultures when they've introduced like they've gone absolutely potters they're all, they're all on there all the bloody time it's and also it's also team size like i have a small company but if i go into a more active slack like beaver builder slack or post status slack or um the wordpress slack it's like a fire hose i think slack works really well when you're like your team is less than 30 people or the community is really small it's those big slacks that i think are Kind of unmanageable, in my opinion. Well, yeah. you know, you don't have to join all the channels. That's another good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you reckon, John? Yeah, I um, I I'm like Chris. I have routines, and and that's how I structure my day and my week, and that's how I'm able to to focus and actually get stuff done. Um, Slack is, uh, I. I just use it just to kind of like pop in and look at conversations. Most of the time I set myself to a way. So nobody like knows that I'm there anyway. Um, you know, it? yeah, it is sneaky. I'm a sneaky person. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's just like another thing like social media or email. It can be really distracting. I understand that some companies, um, that a remote feel that they have to do it so that everybody has culture and and knows everybody and and stuff like that. But you know, it, 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 by end of the day, it, it can be just another distraction. Yeah, I um, thought that was. I thought you were really right about that. But like they said in the article, which I agreed, in the article, culture really comes from the founders and the CEO of the business. That's where it fundamentally comes from. What do you reckon, Adrian? Are you on Slack all the time? <laughs> well, I, my team and me personally, we don't actually use Slack. Um, oh, goodness we did, gracious. We did I, don't, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did not a problem, really, is it? 
Uh, we're not. We're not actually big users of of that platform. We actually we we use a, a project management platform called Basecamp, uh, and that's what we use. And and Basecamp is a lot more less or is a lot less focused on the peer to peer communication aspect than it is kind of like looking at your project overall. Uh, you have like your folders. You have your you have your um, your project files, and then you can go peer to peer communication, but it's mostly transactional than it is, you know, hey, how are you? Or, or sending gifts or stuff. It's mostly just transactional. Hey, hey listen, is this done? Or sending pieces of code. Uh, so I, uh, I again, uh, as John Long, I'm with Chris. Uh, I, I, I'm a very, I, while I work, I, I don't like being distracted with a lot of conversation. Um, I like to focus on the task at hand. Uh, when I get Facebook messages. Right, right now, I do a lot of the support for my own company, and when I get the Facebook messages, and they're usually from the support end, but I'm in the middle of something, our automatic messages: "Hey, listen, go submit a support ticket, and that'll get answered within 48 hours." So, you know, we'll solve your problem then. Uh, and that's what we do. I the the absolutely productivity goes down when you're kind of fire hosed with all of these messages from all of these people that want instant gratification to their immediate problem. But it's about, you know, when, when you first, for example, working in the digital marketing agency, when you take on a new client and, you know, you, they, they have high expectations, you set the boundaries up front. And, hey, listen, you know, we have other clients. You're not the only one, to, but we are here to help you and we will solve your problems. But that problem might not get solved as soon as you find it. Right. And, and, and when you don't set those boundaries is when you start to experience these problems of, of an inundation of comments of this H1 tag is too large or this paragraph is in the wrong place from, from your clients. Yeah, I kind of, I don't, I use Slack for this and, and I, I, do the, I do the thing that John does as well. I kind of delve in secretly in, in ghost, in ghost. Um, form. Um, but I use something called teamwork. That's what we use. That's what I use for my projects. It kind of, um, so you don't quite have this problem. But I can see Slack being a creature of the devil, actually. But there we go. Um, well, we're going to go for our break, folks. But before that, I want to talk about one of our great sponsors. And that is WP Fusion. What does WP Fusion do? Well, if you've got your WordPress, which you should have in your technology stack, and you've got your CRM, CR, CRM, um, like Active Campaign and some of the other people that Agent would not want me to mention, but unfortunately, Agent, I'm going to have to. Uh, um, um, if you want those, you want those to really communicate with one another, you need WP Fusion and. Um, just go over to their website, look at their packages. And I've got a great gift for you, listeners and viewers, um, exclusively for WP Fusion. Um, you're going to get 25% off if you use the coupon code WPTONIC, all uppercase, one word, with any of the packages on the WP Fusion website. You will get 25% off. And that's exclusively offered to just you, listeners, viewers. What more could you ask? your holiday weekend. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up-to-date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, 
updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. We've delved into the Satan's brew of Slack. And, um, oh, yeah, I just want to mention, listeners and viewers, when we're recording this, um, my prime minister has resigned. Thank God she's gone. Uh, um, so on to the next story. She wasn't Churchill, that, put it that way. Didn't uh, even um, take a milkshake. No, no, no. I don't agree with that anyway. That's horrible. Do that to people. Get all and, well, I, I seem to remember Churchill got booted out at least once and uh, came oh, back he, later. Oh, he had all sorts of stuff thrown at him. Yeah, you know, uh, there we go. Uh, go, go. You know, they were they were proper politicians in those days. Um, beyond, beyond WordPress, all right. This, let's get into this, Jonathan. Beyond WordPress, a ten-year elevation at human made. I'm going to ask Chris, what do you make of this one? What do you think they're up to in a way? I have a lot of respect for human made. They. Um it looks like they're going after trying to position as a leader in the digital experience platform as a category. However, when I was reading this, um, a lot of it is pretty corporate. Like I was trying to get, I, I kept asking myself, well, like, what it, is it? I'm, I'm sorry to say it. Was it me or was it terribly written? I don't know if I would say terribly written, but like it says delivering business value by driving intuitive user experiences and connecting digital strategy. I know, I know what these words mean, but I was having a, I was having a hard time. I was like, what, what is in the stack? What is in the stack? I looked at grasshopper and I could see what's in the stack. But like, what's in the stack here? It wasn't completely clear to me. But I think it is cool to like expand a category and serve a market in a more complete way. I just didn't quite get it. I I think uh, I actually I I just want to jump in here because I just went to Collision Conference and I was speaking a little bit about about this. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Collision Conference is this uh, massive like twenty five thousand attendee tech conference that was held for the first time here. Toronto, where I am, oh. and um, it's basically all of your your massive enterprise people show up, and then there's a bunch of startups that go who are looking for funding. I was one of those startups. There's like a big pitch on competition, and something that I noticed uh, by visiting around and talking to people is that they, everybody at one point was either a WordPress freelancer at one point in their lives, or they used WordPress, or their sister uses WordPress, or their company has a WordPress website. Uh, but it, there was zero actual WordPress representation in the crowd except for my booth, and I think NinjaForms was there as well. So those were the only two people in this 25,000-person com- conference that had like any sort of representation in the tech industry that was there. It's like, hey, w- WordPress is a thing that people use, and I think what they're, what they're doing, at least with this article and with the product, is that they're looking to target bringing WordPress into the rest of the tech world, uh, using language that big enterprise level companies use and, and making it seem though, as you know, it's not just the blogging platform that it was a decade ago, but it's evolved to a point where, you know, McDonald's, for example, use their, their corporate website uses WordPress in order to host their products and their menus and all those things. So I think this was really geared towards 
focusing on not necessarily your typical WordPress user, but looking to bring it to a, a whole tech industry that wouldn't necessarily consider WordPress. Yeah, that's interesting. So, what, what, I, I think that's absolutely the case. And it's like, it, you know, it was sometime last year when WP Engine rebranded and, um, you know, changed its pricing, which distressed a, a bunch of people. But, you know, you go to their new website and I'm like, what the heck is a digital experience platform when it's at home? Uh, and I, I suppose I should not be surprised that we're seeing more of that. Um, and Human Made is a company that did, you know, VIP kind of stuff. They, uh, they've worked with enterprises before. And, um, you know, so it's not in a way so different from... Uh, uh, what the you know Spencer's company does, or what you know that that's like. Well, we're combining WordPress with other tools businesses use. You know your uh, customer relationship management, or your marketing automation, or your this, or or your that. And um, right, it, it's you know other people are seeing the opportunity in this because WordPress does a lot of things, but there's a bunch of things it doesn't, and those are things that businesses need to do. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, the uh, it's 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 heavy on the jargon, but I think that's kind of the way things operate in that. Uh, yeah, I was being facetious. I was being a bit facetious there, but you know, you, you will you will get that from me. But there was an element of truth to it also. That it was kind of this hardcore marketing corporate messaging that you get in every kind of you you could for sure win, win buzz, buzzword bingo with it page. Yes, good. What did you reckon, John? Yeah, so I dropped a URL in here. Um, I was digging a little bit deeper, and this is kind of like they're getting started documentation. It looks like basically this Altus project is, uh, it's kind of a layer uh, on top of WordPress that they're, they're using to kind of sell this to the enterprise. They're, they're uh, basically describing it in a way, uh, describing WordPress and, and whatever layers they're putting on top in a way that uh, doesn't make it seem uh, commonplace or it makes it seem basically sophisticated, like in a way that enterprise-level development teams um, to, to, to find it more palatable and approachable. It does look like on their project roadmap for, for Altus that they have other things on there, uh, like marketing uh and ai uh interactions so i think that that's very oh, interesting. yeah you got you got to mention ai in your documentation AI. crypto that's all this right. stuff. yeah exactly but um when, yeah, when, no, when, when, when is lifter going to be mentioning it AI in their documentation, Chris. You've got to come on the back. Uh, uh, well, we already did. I'm just kidding. We haven't yet. But, no, uh, right, there we go. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, John. I was interrupting. Oh, yeah. No, no basically, it, it looks like basically it's just a bundle, uh, like multi-site, some of the basic stuff that we already know, but they're adding like layers on top. And I think that's great. It's good for them. Well, it could be nasty. I can say to agent, when are you going to be putting AI into your documentation and in your product? You must be looking at <laughs> Been terrible to my guess. Going to these conferences, he's got. Yeah, there we go. That is the buzzword. At at the conference, I think seventy-five percent of of all of the startup booths mentioned AI in their quick product description. 
X you know, thing that tracks X powered by AI. And you got to wonder if their AI is a guy <laughs> named Bruce in the basement on a computer. <laughs> uh, because that's basically how much funding they have to build this kind of stuff. But I digress. Uh, AI would be, would be great, but I, I don't think WordPress is quite at the point where we'd be able to have the resources in order to be able to train artificial intelligence on a per-site basis. Uh, we do we do some basic like intelligence stuff, not artificial intelligence, but just like intelligent stuff like lead scoring and you know what time of what time of day is the best time to send your email out based on when your customers' open rates are. But basic stuff like that, you know, nothing crazy that I would consider putting AI. In. It's a little bit of a of an oversell of what, of what we currently do for sure. That was just a buzzword, though. But you know, to ask you about this conference, was, was there any kind of trends or um, patterns that you saw that was interesting? Uh, the, I, the the booth beside me actually was pretty cool. Um, they were offering a free phone, um, but you have to give up twenty five percent of your life, which is so for this free phone, twenty five percent of your screen would be forever taken up by a persistent ad. So uh, if you're on if you're on Facebook or you're on you know twenty five percent of your screen would just be advertising, but your data would be free, the phone would be free, the plan would be free, uh, everything would be free. Essentially, you got more data and more time and more minutes. The more time or the more space you so, show so the ad, you're going to make the phone twenty five percent bigger than all the other ones, so you still no, have they, enough screen. They were showing it on the on the the, the latest Galaxy, whatever whatever it is, the, the the super big one. So it looks, you know, your screen your screen size was still large, although the the phone again the screen was just twenty five percent ad though still. So yeah, that they were they were there promoting agent isn't that Facebook anyway? That is yeah. So <laughs> it's just ads on ads on ads on ads on ads, but. <laughs> it doesn't give you a free phone, though. Yeah, there, there, there are a lot of websites where I, I'm pretty sure actually it's more than 25% of your screen that's taken up with ads, and, and I usually don't visit them twice. Yeah, well, I suppose you're in the booth, you're trying to sell your thing, but, you, you know, sometimes it's not the best way to see what's going on, but you must have had a one. Was that it? There must have been something else that... Oh, there, get... was, there was loads of stuff. A lot of... Uh, uh, but, a 25% of all boosts was like Uber or Airbnb for their product. Uh, a lot of B2B, so pop-up shop kind of uh, Airbnb type deals. People haven't figured out that like just as Facebook is the Facebook of whatever, you know, Uber is the Uber of whatever. That's what I keep saying to, to you know, the people I was walking around with. It's like, isn't that just like Uber or isn't that just Airbnb? But they say they're not going to do it. It hasn't been done yet, but... Well, the, I mean, that's why yeah, they're in they the have the resources to do it well. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, there were a few focused. A lot, a lot of stuff was focused on the influencer kind of marketplace, making uh, connecting brands to influencers easier through several marketplaces. A lot of marketplace type app uh, apps and technology i didn't focus too much on any of the any of the hardware or anything like that because mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily interest me all that much mm-hmm. i'm a software guy i don't i i barely passed the hardware course in university uh, so I, I stayed away from that there was one guy i'm not sure if anybody watched silicon valley the tv series yeah, I did, uh, it was a guilty a secret. It was a bit of a guilty secret, but I did watch it occasionally. Yeah, I, I watched all. I thought it was hysterically funny. Um, and it's, all, it's all true as well. Like, every yeah. character I, you know, I do kind of go down to San Francisco, and I must have met every character in that show in true life. 
Yeah. So the for those who have not watched Silicon Valley, it's about a company called Pied Piper and their trials and tribulations to try and bring their product to the world. Their product was essentially uh, a decentralized internet. So all of uh, no more data centers, just all of your storage, all of your stuff would be hosted in the cloud, but on other people's devices. Uh, and I'm that's actually the definition of the cloud. There is no cloud, only other people's computers. Yeah. So, but most of the cloud is hosted on like AWS's like server stacks, right? Uh, so it would totally be about all of the phones in the entire world. So all of your data on your phone would be not just hosted on your phone, but on everybody else's phones as well. And that's kind of like the, the the concept. I'm probably not doing it enough justice, but that's kind of how well, I understood it. Well, that's the American intelligence service anyway, isn't it? I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know nearly enough about the industry, but there was a guy claiming, uh, at least that I had met in person, that he's created uh, this fictional software that's in Pied Piper from the Silicon Valley series uh, in real life. So I thought that was cool, although I'm his burn rate's like $100,000 a month, and he's running out of funding. So we're going to see how long that lasts. Oh, well, there we go. On to the, I thought this would be near. It sounded fascinating. WordPress was <laughs> underrepresented and we need more WordPress people to go because people need to know WordPress is a viable solution uh, for a lot of... And there of- are worse places to attend a conference than Toronto. Yes, there are. We have lots of bars and lots of craft beer. It's oh, a good place to visit. Don't sound too bad. Uh, um, so I'm just too old for all that now. Uh, um, it's slippers and cocoa for me. Uh, um, on to the next. Um, how a link in your theme almost ruined our business and how we fixed it. What did you think of this one, John? Yeah. So I, I found this very interesting. There's, there's two things by reading this uh, that, where they screwed up. Uh, the, the first is they made the link uh, in, their, in their themes a followed link. Uh, but the second clue to this, why they got hit with a manual unnatural links penalty uh, or a algorithmic unnatural links penalty is... Uh, the anchor text, meaning the words inside the link, was their brand name. It wasn't WP Zoom, but it was uh, whatever it was. Like Built by, theme. powered by. Uh, yeah. It, it, so yeah. So like when you put the, the the actual keyword that you're trying to rank for in the link, that is you can't have it like super heavy like that. Um, I know that there are theme shops that have since been sold, but several years ago actually still have uh, followed links in footers uh, because the themes haven't been updated or or, or something. But there are theme shops out there that um, do have followed links from the past. Now, now all of those in, in the last, you know, four or five years uh, changed those into no follows or just made them, you know, unlinked. Uh, but this sort of thing, I think where they probably got hurt is they had a whole bunch of um, uh, sites that just, there's a lot of people out there. They'll just spin up sites for uh, affiliate sites or they'll just spin up scraper sites for a year and then they'll go away. Um, and, the, and basically what we call churn and burn, where you just throw every black hat link at this site <clears throat> and you don't care about the long-term ranking value. You're just trying to get affiliate commission now. So you, you know, you put up all these like uh, review articles, just gobsmacked with affiliate links, throw a whole bunch of like dirty black hat links at them. And uh, you don't care about it because you're going to throw that domain away 
um, at the end of the year anyway. Uh, but probably what happened to these guys is uh, there is a bunch of sites that were using their theme to build sites like this. And oh. that plus the, um, the, the anchor text on a followed link uh, probably triggered some kind of like red flag where, where the algorithm just like hit them with a, a penalty. Um, but definitely, yeah. If you're going to link something, link your brand name. Uh, if you're going to sell commercial themes, th there has to be a way for people to take that out because if if people are are buying a theme from you, they have to have that. They either have to know, like if if you're building a theme for somebody else, um, like a site. If if you want to link in the bottom, that doesn't seem to be like a penalty. It doesn't. It's not like a lot of linking power. But if you're selling like a product like this. They have to be able to remove that, uh, otherwise it qualifies as a link scheme. Mm. So that that's why they got hit. Now, because of the way that this penalty happened, they they used the disavow file, and I understand like it got de-indexed, meaning they didn't appear in Google search uh, anymore. Then I could see using the disavow. Most cases, you're not going to need to use the disavow file, but I understand why they did that in this case. Uh, but yeah, once what the point being, if you use a disavow file, Google does not look at your domain the same way again. It's basically saying you did something bad and it's admitting to Google that you did something bad. Now in their case, I totally understand it, but, uh, you know, they pushed out an update to this theme to where it was a no follow link to their brand name instead of, uh, you know, like WordPress theme, you know, with a follow link. So. There we go. You gotta, you gotta be careful. What are you reckon about all this, Chris? You, you know, do you? Oh, it made me a little worried because I have. Uh, hey, you check my console. <laughs> <laughs> if you, uh, if you install Liftrail MS, you can install a sample course, and that's a course with me in there teaching how to use a site with Liftrail MS. There's a bunch of links to Liftrail MS in those lessons. Is that? Am I running the same risk with that? I'm, I'm asking John, I guess. Like, right. Um, it's not a footer link, but there's a lot. I mean, there's probably five links times 20 lessons, a hundred person, Chris, you're being, <laughs> yeah. Um, ooh, hmm, that's a tough one. Um, it's behind a login. Yeah. Then I, if it's behind a login, then it's probably not indexed. One way to check is to search for the exact URLs in Google and see if they have it indexed. Okay. Uh, that might be a way to do it. Yeah, that's the other thing too. They got hit with it because it's a site-wide link. You know, like site-wide. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That, that makes sense. What do you reckon, Adrian? You wouldn't do naughty things like this, would you? Absolutely. Are you kidding? I would. Um, I was I actually, actually, you got that look. I'll do it all. I, uh, I run uh, another product of mine. is called Formlift. It, we build forms for people who use Infusionsoft. And the free, uh, it's a freemium model, but in order to generate any sort of revenue with this product, we have to put in a, a credit at the bottom that people can remove by purchasing any premium product. Uh, plug-in or, or premium add-on for it, and it says powered by Formlift. The Formlift portion uh, of the link is what's used. Uh, I don't, I, and I think it is a follow link because that's how we ended up on page one. Uh, but most people don't put like these links on their homepage and they put them on, they do put them on indexed pages, but not generally kind of like 
any site-wide stuff. So I haven't seen anything from our like Google Analytics or uh, that would mention, you know, we have some suspicious links pointing to us. Anybody who uses Infusionsoft is most likely not a... Um, not anybody that we should be worried about, so I'm not I'm not too too worried about it. Although it is certainly something to consider, just putting in the no follow attribute in there to make sure that uh, because we have we have our page one list, uh, we have our page one our number one ranking, so we don't really need the the follow attributes anymore. So it's probably just a good idea to go in there update that at the at the no follow. A lesson learned from from this article for sure. No, I've just seen loads of people do this type of shit, and it and it works. And but I suppose. I suppose it works until Google kind of finds out and then it causes you your pain. Google has, uh, you know, Google hires smart people and and they are, you know, when they discover folks are gaming them, they, they find ways around it. Now, I think it's the kind of thing that could happen accidentally in, in a way. I mean, you know, it's nothing really, you know, if, it's like if they'd had the link on their business name, they would have been in much less trouble. And it might just not have occurred to them that that, that would be something that, that they needed to do. Um. There we go. On to story five, the last story. Pro-press pro joins... Pro-press. Pro-press. Prosperous press. Prosperous press. Yeah, sorry, thank you. Joins automatically to jointly divert Woo WooCommerce subscription. Oh, somebody wants somebody. There we go. It's probably Chris. Sorry. There we sorry are. about that. It's a customer, Chris. Uh, um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, what do you reckon of this one, Adrian? I I have the last story as Pod Fund. Are we looking at yeah, the same thing here? I just remembered I changed it at the last minute, and I didn't. Oh well. Um, why don't you start at the other end and then work your way back to me? No, 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 no. That doesn't stop any of the other panelists from passing comments. They don't read any of my bloody story. Let's try Chris then. Chris, what did you? I think? thought it was a. I thought it's cool. I, I met Brent before. He's a great guy over at Prospress. And for those who aren't aware of what that, the main thing that company is known for is Woo subscriptions, which allows you to do recurring payments on WooCommerce. And it really makes sense. I mean, if Automatic is going to acquire WooCommerce, which they did several years ago, they want to also get in, into the recurring revenue, into the cash flow. And when you control the recurring revenue, that's where the strongest business model is. You know, as an example, over at Lifter LMS, our most popular stuff are our e-commerce add-ons. You know, if, so we can sell those and it helps people make money more than it costs to buy the software. So it's just, I understand why Automatic wants that control point. And I think they're really lucky to um, get Prospress and, and Brent's great and I've met some of their team. They're, they're great people. So it's, um, it just makes sense. It, it seemed inevitable to me. Um, just from the outside looking in. What do you reckon, Sally? Well, I, I know a couple of, uh, this was maybe again last year, I, I have a very hazy sense of, of time. It passes so fast now that I'm old. And, um, but I know that uh, EDD bought a lot of the third-party um, uh, add-ons for, for that platform. Uh, EDD. Because, you know, that made sense to them in a way of like making sure they were supported and, and making sure that everything was consistent and, and kept up. And uh, this certainly, you know, makes sense from the perspective of, of Automatic. And it probably makes a lot of sense from the perspective of Prospress because, you know, they they suddenly have more backing, possibly less control. But, you know, it, it sounds like 
the direction that they're, you know, they're going in the right direction. I do have this um, sudden sort of inception thought of, so, you know, does WooCommerce.com use the WooCommerce subscription plugin to sell the WooCommerce subscriptions plugin? Yes, probably. Who knows? Um, oh, agents, it's very quick. Got any comments then, agent? Yes, I've read it. I've read it. Um, and it, it can only a, mean... It was, a, it was a test, actually, Adrian. Uh, <laughs> my speed reading was, was challenged for sure. Um, I think it's a great thing. Uh, control is definitely, at least for a platform as large as WooCommerce, you want to make sure that when you have your customers and, and they're going to third parties, uh, generally what happens if the third party fails, fails WooCommerce, then who gets the blame? WooCommerce, not necessarily the third party. So having control over the, the tools that their users use and making sure that it's a consistent and, and enjoyable customer's experience, it would be definitely like, you know, priority number one. So acquiring probably, you know, when our, our business models, business models across the world are going to MRR, monthly recurring revenue, uh, and being able to control the tools that will provide the businesses the opportunity to collect monthly recurring revenue is definitely the space that you want to be in and making sure that that's an enjoyable and satisfactory experience will only lend credibility to your brand and all of the brands that use those tools as well. Good point. John, what did you think? It's an acquisition that makes sense. So congratulations to Prospress for the, the payday and joining the automatic team. Um, yeah, I mean, that's one of the plugins in, in WooCommerce, uh, that ecosystem that is uh, one of the most popular. So I think this really does make sense uh, to bring that team in uh, to the automatic family. Uh, you know, maybe they will eventually get WooCommerce in the .com uh, offering. I'm, I'm sure that they're still working on that. They want to be Squarespace. So maybe eventually they'll get there. Uh, yeah. Good, right good to you. Yep. On to um, picks of the week. Recommendations from the panel. My one is Element Pack. It's an add-on for Elemator. Um, the link, if you go to the website, the link will be there. It's got some functionality that I was using on a client site that was useful and it's about 28 bucks so it won't bust your budget out too much um panel if you got any put them in either the chat or the slack channel chris have you got anything but yeah, I just found a, a, a new podcast or at least new to me it's with a guy named naval ravikant he's on twitter i've heard it said before that you really don't get that much out of a tweet but <laughs> like there's a there's only there's never like a tweet that changed your life or whatever but I heard that his tweets were so good and he started, you know, kind of expounding on what he meant in a short form podcast. And I've, I've really gotten a ton of value out of it. I think they're about 30 episodes deep. They're short, about five minutes. That's Naval Ravikant. And I believe the podcast is called Startup Boy. Also Naval Podcast. What does he say in these five minutes? Then? Well, he'll... It's a, it's a lot. You got to listen to it. It's a lot of stuff just where it's counterintuitive insights. If you've ever followed someone like Nicholas Nassim Taleb, who's kind of a contrarian, it's, um, you just get good insights into how things actually work. Oh, right, there we go. I'll take your word for it. I always listen to Chris. All right, then. Um, Sally, got anything you want to recommend to the listeners and viewers? Uh, yes. Um, we had a meetup 
uh, last week about WPCLI, so I decided I'd you know install it and try it out and look around for packages, and and uh, I found one that's extremely handy. Uh, it's Jay Woods uh, WPLI PCLI shortcode scraper. So what it will do is go through the site and find every shortcode that's in the database. So it doesn't have to be registered or active. So if you are cleaning up a site that was built with something, you know, like a Divi or, or Visual Decomposer, uh, and, and you need to find all of those uh, shortcodes, you can do it, and it will it will output them to the screen with the page title and the, the wow. post ID and and the actual shortcode and, and what's inside of it. Um, so. That's bloody useful, isn't it? Uh, yeah, hello, yes. Yeah. So uh, I, I think this is going to be a very... Uh, oh, very I've had some... So you, uh, you're making me have a cold sweat now. Oh, I, I'm okay. sorry, because I mentioned Visual Decomposer. No, it's a memory of a site I got involved in about four... Five, no, it was longer than that, it's probably seven, eight years, and it, we had to try and clean it up, and it was all short codes everywhere, and it was... Oh, my God, you just made me sweat a bit. There we go. Um, John, got anything you want to recommend? Yeah, so I'm going to recommend a book that that I was reading about 10 years ago when I was still working in the factory, uh, not doing web design, not doing marketing. And uh, this is from an old school uh, marketer, David Ogilvie, a uh, well-known name. This book is uh, Ogilvie on Advertising, Lots of Thoughts on Copywriting, um, and, and getting your idea across. A lot of the old ideas that came from the print days of, of advertising and the Mad Men days, all those, the, the underlying theories of, of why things work, they still work in the digital age. Human beings don't change. So uh, definitely go check out that book. Oh, I have a look at that. Uh, Adrian, our beloved special guest, who's done a good job, actually. Um, good if you want to recommend? Absolutely. Uh, so... At least at Groundhog, one of the one of the biggest things we love is is making WordPress your business hub, where you have all of your information, and removing the need for outside software. So one of the things that we needed was a support plugin. We needed to have support tickets. We couldn't do everything through our Facebook group, so we needed to find uh, something that would allow us to uh, uh, take those support tickets, manage them. We would have needed to have uh, different people. So if you run uh, a business which requires support tickets and you don't want to pay for services like Intercom or you don't want a project management solution, uh, then I'll just paste the link in here. We found a plugin called Awesome Support. It's used by 10,000 WordPress websites. At least that's what's listed on the WordPress repository. Uh, it is a bit of a gargantuan plugin. It has a lot of customizability. Uh, so there's a lot of things that you can play with, uh, but they do have some helpful documentation and setup guides. And so far, we've been happy with the results that we've seen. You can reply via email. You don't have to log in. So it's actually very well thought out, and it's been useful for us to, in managing uh, all of our support tickets for our platform. Come on, have a look at that myself, actually. Very Go nice. I, it, it appears I had bookmarked it, uh, so somebody must have recommended it to me before. Mm, there you go. You get top marks for that, Adrian. You have to come back. Uh, um, so we're going to wrap up the show. I'm going to let the guests um, tell you how they can be found so you can find out more about their wisdom. So, Adrian, how can people find out more about you, your company, and what you're up to? So you can uh, email me directly. It's info at groundhog.io. Groundhog is spelled with two Gs, so we could trademark it. Uh, you can also go to our website, groundhog.io, to find out more about what it is that we do and what we believe in. Uh, all of uh, our main 
flagship plugin is listed on the WordPress repository for absolutely free. We also have a Facebook presence, just uh, at GroundhogWP on Twitter and on Facebook. We also have an open user group on Facebook that you can join if you have any questions, you know, before you install, before you buy anything, or if you just want to reach out and say, hey, listen, you know, what is this all about? Then you can do all of those avenues to either get in touch with me personally or any of my team members. There we go. Amazing. Sally, how can people find out more about you and, of course, your cats? Ah, yes. Well, if you want to find the cats, you should follow me on Instagram, uh, where I am uh, at Sally Getch. And uh, you can a bit bored there. It looks like it's it's had a bit of a hard night, and it's Uh, yes. Well, you know, it's it's such tiring work, demanding attention all the time. Uh, And uh, I am at Sally Getch on Twitter. Also, I am uh, at wpfangirl.com, and you can uh, frequently find me in the business of WordPress Slack team. Do you think they're actually spirits that have come back, and they actually are running things? And we're not. I'm fairly certain that the purpose of humans is is to obey the whims of cats. Yeah, I'm coming to that conclusion. I think it's a matrix. I think the cats run everything. Actually, there we go. Oh, sorry, uh, Chris. Uh, um, can you uh, tell us how people can find out more about you? What are you up to, Chris? Yeah, you can find me at lifterlms.com if you're into building courses or training based membership site. If you want to talk to me, I'm actually running an experiment right now over the past two weeks where I, I have a 1-800 number on the website. Most people can't call a software company, but people do a lot of research. So I apologize for the interruption during this, um, this podcast recording. But if you go to our pricing page, you'll see a, a 1-800 number where you can call if you have a question about Lifter LMS. Yeah, I think my whole life's been an experiment, really, Chris. But there we go. Uh, um, John, uh, um, how can people find out more about you, what your wisdom and what you're up to? My wisdom, thanks. Uh, You can find, uh, you can follow me at my website, uh, lockdownseo.com. But uh, also go check out my YouTube channel. I'm posting uh, SEO tips daily. Um, And just go on YouTube, uh, search hashtag lockdownseo. You should find it, so... I'm just fascinated by Sandy's cat. It's ridiculous. Uh, um, Sorry, listeners and viewers. We'll be back next week with someone great guest, hopefully a great guest. Adrian's done a great job. And um, we'll be back next week with stories about WordPress, the web in general, and hopefully we'll provide some amusement for you, blessed listeners and viewers. We'll be back next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.